Everyone's talking about Luna Bar, Cavan's most vibrant new venue. With our big screen TVs, live music every weekend and free function room, we cater for everyone. Luna Bar, Main Street Cavan, the newest hotspot in town. Check out We Are Cavan football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one toward the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecavan.com. We're going to be looking back over, uh, I suppose it was a monumental victory for Cavan last night in the under-21s. It was definitely emphatic and probably historical because Paul Fitzpatrick from the Anglo-Celt joins me here in studio and it's definitely the largest victory in championship that either of us can remember. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to look back through it yet, Damien, to see exactly... um is it the biggest ever Cavan Championship victory? I don't think it is. You've got my book, George Cartwright's book. I want that back <laughs> so I can check that. You sure? <laughs> yes, yeah, so we've had this debate before. You do have my copy. So, but I, I want to. I, we get that off there, but I think you have yours and I have mine. No, I don't have a copy. Right, okay. But George's book would tell you a lot of them. Um, it covers all Ulster finals and all Ireland semi finals and finals. It doesn't cover first round Ulster Championship games, but. Um, Back in the midst of time, there chances are there might have been you know like a six ten to a point win in in nineteen twenties or whatever stuff like that. But I I think it probably was the biggest championship win definitely of recent decades. Definitely your biggest ever on the twenty one championship win. Um, like what what is Cavan's biggest win in our time at in senior championship? You know, has have they won any games by to beat Armagh last year what, by seven or eight? Have they, have they won any game or to beat Fermanagh one year by maybe ten? Yeah, it, it definitely wouldn't be. It would. It, it's it's nothing over twenty points anyway. Ah, oh, Jesus, nowhere close. No, we've we've never been to that point in my living memory anyway. But to look in the game itself, you know, has 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 Niall Lynch and Co unearthed the forwards that we need at 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 senior level? Well, you, you know, in the week of Cheltenham, I'm, I just had an eleven to one winner. Just throw that in there, uh, presenting Percy. But in the week of Cheltenham, to to look at it in horse race and parlance. Cavan are unexposed at the minute there could be anything you know when you win that well it's like when a horse goes out and wins a maiden and it wins it by 20 lengths well this horse could be could go on and win the Cheltenham Gold Cup or it could be exposed next time out so you cannot judge based on last night because Fermanagh were so poor I honestly would say that that Fermanagh on the 21 team last night they wouldn't have got close to winning the Cavan on the 21 championship and it wasn't just Cavan were on fire last night they were brilliant that Fermanagh team lost to down by 26 points in in a Challenge in a match. challenge match, you know, a lot of people yeah. in Fermanagh had Calvin back last night because they knew that was a really, really bad team. And they've, they've, like Ian McManus is a class player. He was struggling with an injury. You could see he was, he wasn't running freely. Their centre forward McCauley looked like a, a good player. Danny Leonard, couple of Keelan Kelly, couple of tidy players. But overall, they hadn't the fitness, the physique, they, weren't, they hadn't the work done. They had been training together with the seniors. Someone in Fermanagh said it was a cost-cutting exercise kind of thing. So you can't judge on it. And I think that the draw between Armagh and Donegal, or Tyrone and Donegal was a bad result for Cavan because in such a, with such a short run into this to this under 21 championship competitive games are crucial and they're going to get the extra competitive game okay you could say that's going to tire them out 
won't tire our lads at that age with a week to turn it around I think it's it, it, if anything it gives them a bit of momentum yeah well you you've seen that we've seen when Cavan won Ulster on the 21 in the four years the games were coming ticking fast mainly week in week out you know with a couple of replays and the momentum of getting games seemed to work to the advantage so although on, on first examination last night I thought oh geez, this is great or they're going to be tired after this. The, the reality is is probably that they'll be battled hardy rather than tired. Yeah, I think so. Like, um, I was talking to someone that was at that game and he said they were fighting on the field, they were fighting on the sideline, they were fighting in the stands. They were fighting in the press box uh, before the hair. They were fighting in the press box. They were, the ladies were fighting that was making the tea, I think. But they were, they were, <laughs> that just goes to show, like, that was a proper battle last night. Oh, that was in Oma, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, in Oma. Whereas the, the Cavan game wasn't. It was a non-event. You know, if it was a boxing match, it would have been called off halfway through. It was an absolute non-event. Fermanagh were terrible. Cavan were really good. As we said, what more can you ask Cavan Gardens and win by 21 points? But Cavan didn't learn very much about themselves last night. And... Um, you know, you'd nearly be better off going in cold than going in at the back of that because it gives you a false reflection. Yeah, Cavan have good forwards and a big win like that, forwards thrive on confidence and a big win like that will give forwards confidence and rightly so. Um, but there won't be as much space the next day and that's when we'll reserve judgment on Cavan the next day. But for last night, job well done. J- job very well done. Yeah, five out of the six forwards scored, you know, it's, uh, I suppose, and then off the bench there was two, three scored from from your substitutes that come in to the forward line so and was it Thomas Edward that didn't score Thomas Edward didn't score and I thought he had a great game I thought he was playing a provider role um, he wasn't playing inside trigger man as, he, as he'd as he be well known as a poacher in close to goals he was playing out around the 40 and mm. sprayed some great ball inside I thought he did well yeah his use of the ball is excellent excellent yeah. it's, um, it, it, it brings a new dynamic to his game Quivian Riley and Ryan Conley on the inside and Brian McGee I think it counted for well, seven for Quivine, was it five for Ryan is is twelve and two or three for Brian McGee. You know, you're you're talking about thirteen, fourteen, fifteen maybe scores from your full forward line. It, it was it was some return. Ah brilliant. I thought McGee was brilliant. Um really look really razor sharp, like in fairness to him. Mm. Championship night you want to be Big sharp. Man. Big man. But he was up on his toes, very torn sharp, used to the ball, dummies, everything was really good, his handling was really good, shooting was really good. The goal chance in the in the first half that I think it was Ryan Connolly and it ended up going over the bar, but it was a lovely bit of a feign shot by McGee that that created the space and Connolly's timing of his run was excellent. The pass was was brilliant and in from McGee. So you know he, he's he's definitely a player with confidence at the minute. R- Ryan Connolly, he is and and McGee. And McGee. Oh yeah. yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Like it's great to see a Cavan team with so much firepower. It's brilliant. Like we haven't seen that in Cavan. That has been our Achilles heel the last few years. Even the under twenty one teams when they were winning, they're only averaging ten points a game. Mm. In all our semi finals, I think in the four years they averaged ten points a game. So they weren't a team that was built on free scoring forwards. So it's great to see them putting up a big score. In fairness to the management, um, we're taking away from them a wee bit by running down the opposition. But I don't. We don't mean to take away from the management because any time you win a championship game by twenty points, you've played well. I have to say they did have the fellas looking fresh full of energy they were bouncing off the turf when they came out and that's that's where you want to be for a championship match sometimes you do see even when you're the better team it can look like a bit of a chore for teams in, in championship mm. that that it's it's getting the occasions getting the better of them it didn't look like that for Cavan at all they looked to be really full of, full of exuberance so that was good to see but again they've got a massive two weeks ahead of them because it's going to be just night and day men against boys between Fermanagh and either Donegal or Tyrone it's going to be a totally different ball game 
Yeah, I suppose uh, it's a good time now to bring in the interview that we've done with uh, Nia Lynch after the game. And here's what the Cavan under-21 manager had to say. Well, you'd be very disappointed to lose with a scoreline like that, Damien. Uh, we're absolutely delighted um, to, to get the victory in, in, in the match, to be totally honest. Uh, so a number of years since Cavan got that victory on, on a personal level for this management. Um, we're very disappointed last year and unfortunately you only get one game and if you're not good enough in that one game that's it the year's over uh, we had a lot of work put into tonight uh, we're delighted to score 219 we had targets set as well for keeping them to a low enough score and, and we've achieved that too but uh, the scoreline doesn't look like it but they asked us plenty of questions in the first half and, and they uh, I think had the same amount of attacks as us the first half um, but they weren't able to take some of their chances and I definitely think we tightened up in the second half we got our defence the game was good to us the first 30 minutes provided opportunities for learning and I think they only got one score in the second half Yeah looking at that first half as you said they, they created a lot of chances but they were all under pressure they, they, by the time they were taking the shots they were almost panicking because they couldn't get a clear opening to get a shot away from Anna no, but they got too many shots for our liking, and we also felt that that they got into dangerous areas of the field for us, and we didn't deal with it early enough. So, you know, we came out after half time, and in fairness to the boys, they got a score within twenty seconds, and then we set up well, strong defensively, and we have. Uh, 219 scored but a huge amount of work on we'd feel we left 8 or 10 scores behind us um, and that's what we'll be working on now for the next couple of weeks delighted game over uh, our opposition are gone to extra time so you know one of them will have come through uh, an extremely tight game but we're ready to move on now and and we can focus in on getting ready for the next game when you look at your own forward line you have to be delighted 5 out of the 6 uh, starting forward scored from open play they did uh, but if, if you look uh, at our bench as well uh, the four guys who come into the forward line all scored and I think they contributed maybe 2-4 between them so there'll be plenty of competition for the next two weeks the, the starting forwards won't necessarily get that chance again unless they play well in training over the next two weeks yeah it's bound to be competitive looking at the middle of the field I don't think I've seen a game where, where a team has won as many marks uh, Cormac Daly Thomas Galligan I, I, I reckon 10 maybe marks caught between them uh, possibly yeah and some of that off the opposition kick out which is always good but uh, Big Killian came in there as well and he's chomping at the bit the Rammer lads you know, were that bit later coming into the group because they had the run in Ulster um, and you can see Conor Badley and Killian Maguire starting to come to the fore so they'll put increased pressure on fellas as well uh, we're delighted with competition you know, that's why we train but there were guys possibly outside our 24 tonight that could force their way in so the next two weeks is all about who puts their hand up, who wants the jersey the most. Like you can see that the guys want to play for Calf and they want to play for each other. There was some great passing in there. It's not about who gets the scores. It's about team finishes, and the two goals were, were that, you know. Yeah, the passing was crucial in it because it, it's a tight field here in Brewster Park. There isn't as much space as maybe we're used to in Kingspan Breffney Park, but the lads dealt with it very well. They, they moved the ball. They made a lot of the right decisions. And the day decision-making was good, um, but look, in saying that, the scoreline you know, is, is fairly comprehensive, but we have an awful lot to work on and we're looking forward to the next two weeks now. First week particularly, we can, we can tear the video to bits and, and go and get some good work done. And uh, Picking the team's not going to be easy. Yeah, good to see a smile on your face, Niall. You're enjoying it. Ah, yeah, look, they're a fantastic bunch. Uh, we were bitterly disappointed last year. It's, it's a huge effort for one game. Uh, the way we see this now, this is a campaign. We'll grow with that match. We'll definitely get better. We got better with the first half. And uh, it's an exciting couple of weeks. You know, we're lucky we don't have anyone involved with the senior panel, so we can give it everything we have. Yeah. So that was Niall Lynch, a uh, uh, delighted Niall Lynch after 
um, as we say, an emphatic victory. Two goals and 19 points to four points in the opening round or the quarter final of the Ulster Under 21 Championship. Um, I suppose we, we we touched on the forwards, we touched on, on the Tyrone Donegal game, whether the, the replay is going to be an advantage. There, there was a surprise um, announcement then before the game when we seen the programme. There was no Connor Bradley on it, and then he's he's in at twenty four, and he's coming on to the team, a massive, massive addition. But it came out of left field. Nobody, nobody seemed to knew, know that he was involved in the panel. But he's he's some player to be able to bring in. Yeah, I have to say, I I agree with bringing in Connor Bradley. Um, like, if you're ever going to make an exception for a player at under twenty one level, you're talking about the, the Cavan senior player of the year. He's the type of player that the senior team would nearly be making an exception for. Like, I think absolutely. Um, Conor Bradley is, is keeps himself in really good shape and it's not a thing that he, he opted out of the panel um, he's out of the country you know and he, he missed a lot of time from college I remember interviewing him last year he missed a lot of time from his from his studies when the Rammer were going the on club, Ulster yeah. Club and everything else the replays and the long delay with the county championship so he probably can't afford to take many, much time off <coughs> excuse me so I think fair enough bringing him in it's, it's tough on the fellas whatever fellas didn't make the, the match day 24 is very tough on them um, and I'd, I'd I'd feel sorry for for any fella that doesn't, but uh, I think f- you know a player of Bradley's class, um, and the fact that it, it wasn't that he just said no, I'm not interested in coming into it, and they brought him in a week or two before the game. It was a thing that maybe they were in constant contact with him, and and they kept it on the wraps. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's exactly it. like no nobody nobody barred it. The, the group themselves know exactly for for all outsiders like ourselves know. He was he was constantly in contact and, and doing all the training over in France while in college and and you know keeping in contact with the group the whole way through and therefore why wouldn't you play him like a player of his ability and as he shown last night he doesn't he's definitely not put on any weight he doesn't look like he's carrying weight his fitness wouldn't be an issue you know he he is a dedicated player and, and a talented dedicated player so you can you can understand you know if if he's been part of the group but outside of the country then then. Surely there's there's no questions to be asked. It's it it answers itself. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I have to I have to agree. And look, you have to say that the management um, have done a good job so far in terms of they've got the team prepared, they've got everyone fit, and um, they've got Conor Bradley back in the fold. There was one or two other fellas who probably would make an addition, the likes of Louis Fay Cooper, James Brady from Rammer. That aren't on the panel. David Brady though, I think is coming back. And O'Neill Lynch told Kevin Carney for an interview in the Celt. That, that if Cavan were to beat Fermanagh David would come back into the reckoning for a semi-final which is mm. good great great, Huge great serious asset to bring through like arguably the best player to have for yeah. very close to it so <laughs> it's all it's all looking good I'll tell you what Damien when you when you uh, bear in mind that's a McCrory winning panel effectively plus you know a very strong Virginia College crop from that year so you, you have a combination of a, a panel of players who walked the McCrory from quarter final to final they, they won by an average of 10 points. They, they were an outstanding McCrory team. They lost in extra time in the Hogan Cup semi-final to the eventual winners like who had the experience, Fitzmaurice yeah. on the line, the whole yeah. lot. That was a really, really, really strong McCrory winning team. They've got that They've got that squad, plus they have about six, five or six senior championship medalists with Rammer. So like when you put that in the mix, that's a hell mm-hmm. of a squad. You've also got... Um, Quivian Riley. Quivian Riley, like... Who wasn't McCrory that year. Yeah, he was gone. And Ryan Connolly was gone Ryan that Connolly year as well. Ryan Connolly was gone as well. So, like, you, you have serious, serious talent. And what, what, they, what they have, and, and, and this is priceless for any team, what does Brian McGee, Cormac Daly, Thomas Galligan, David Brady, Matty McKenna, the, um, 
Donald Monaghan. These men are six foot three. Mm-hmm, Huge man. lads. And, but good athletes. They can move like. They're not just big lumps. The, these boys can move. They can play ball as well. It's, it's a huge calving team. Yeah, it is. It's physically very, very strong. And, and when you look at it and, and you break it down, like I was looking through the panel last night and, and even looking at some of the lads that, that didn't make the 24, like it is an exceptionally strong calving panel. Like it's, it's, it's very good ball players that that at club level you're looking at them and they're all standing out they're all doing exceptionally well at club level Connor Smith coming in there you know Reese Clark some some real good quality players able to come onto the onto the the team as well as the the panel so you know maybe and and again it's typical Cavan maybe we're getting carried away slightly but surely with that panel of players it, it's possible for them boys to go on and win an Ulster ah, title without a doubt without a doubt the, the, there's an Ulster title in that team like if if they get the rubber of the green in the semi final, like without a doubt, like the, the, there's, you know, they're going to be playing against fellas from Armagh still in it, uh, Derry are still in it, Tyrone are still in it. They all played in McCrory, mm-hmm. and the, the, all those lads would have been playing in McCrory for the likes of Abbey and Coleman's and Dungannon, who who's in Pat's Hammer. The, the players on the Cavan panel two or three years ago, two years ago in the McCrory Cup, two years ago tomorrow when they won a McCrory Cup, they were a much higher caliber player. <coughs> To what was there, so I can't see what has changed. They've been well prepared by the management, and they're, they're um, it's there for them. Like, and but it's going to take a big performance. It's going to take a really big performance now against either Donegal or Tyrone because you know there's a trap laid now with with the replay, Cavan, and the fact that Cavan won so convincingly in the in the last night's game that you know th- there is there is the potential that Cavan get carried away a wee bit by that result and the the week off you know them boys need to be I suppose maybe just grounded a wee bit the next day there's not a hope it's going to be as easy no not a chance like Cavan I w- I'd put bet anything on it that Cavan won't score 219 the next day hmm. and neither will whoever they're playing I don't think either but you know scores are going to be a lot harder to come by those Cavan fellas who looked brilliant last night Will they be able to get those scores in a tight game? It's easier to get them in the more than handball. It's easy to hit great kill shots when you're under no pressure and you know that ah, if you miss it, what odds? That's when you will kill it. But it's the same in, in Gaelic. So that's that's all. So next Wednesday week we can really we really cast judgment on them. But look at um, it's a job well done so far. Definitely is moving on uh, after the commercial break. We're going to be discussing the Cavan against Mayo game in the round five of the Alliance National Football League Division One. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Romar Energy offer the best energy solutions for your home and business. We offer A-rated condensing boilers for gas and oil, solar thermal water heating systems and cost-effective systems for generating heat. So if you want us to help you cut your fuel bill by 50%, check out romarenergy.ie. Romar Energy, working towards a greener planet. 
Yeah, so welcome back to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecavan.com. Looking ahead now to Matty Medlina's charges heading west. Uh, Castlebar at 2 p.m. Um, is round five of the Allianz National Football League. Cavan taking on Mayo, who are just literally above them on the table, Paul. It's uh, it's it's a relegation battle, as is every game that we're going to play from now till the end of the league. Yeah, you made the point last week, Damien, that um, if you are going to be in a relegation battle, you'd like the fixtures to fall the way they're falling for Cavan, where you have to beat the, the team below you and the two teams just above you to stay up, or even a draw, a draw and two wins with six points possibly with, with a if things fall your way would keep Cavan up as well. So. Um, we haven't played Mayo in 10 years I think we played them over in Casabar 10 years ago and I was at that game and uh, they handled us fairly easily two years before that we played them in, in Hyde Park in Roscommon Championship. it was a three point hammer and as far as I remember yeah, it was Mackey's debut it was Mackey's debut I think they beat Cavan 11-8 or something like that that day maybe 10-7 around 12-9 uh, maybe something like that but it was they were Mayo missed a lot that day so it's not they're not a team that we have any recent history with interestingly enough Martin Riley and Sean Johnson were playing in 2007 against them that was Martin's first year on the team as well so um, I, d- I doubt Mayo have too many survivors maybe Andy Moran might have been there back then probably not mm. but I possibly was I possibly was yeah but yeah you're right there, there's nothing there's no measuring stick here for Cavan to look back and say well look at the last time we played because 2007 to 2017 there's no comparison in the Cavan set up or or panel or players, you know, there, there's very few overlaps and probably the same in Mayo. So it all, all you can look on is is recent form and recent form on Cavan we we know plenty of, but recent form on Mayo has been, I suppose, up and down roller coaster as as you could describe it because you know being beaten by Monaghan in the opening round and then to come back and beat Kerry the following week and now last last game out they were hammered by Dublin so you just you don't know what Mayo team is going to show up that's right I I, I always um, think that Mayo every year they're going to focus on the National League because uh, people say that if Mayo could win a league it would have them win a championship you know um, win a national trophy it is the second biggest trophy you can win but they never seem to really focus on the league my personal theory on Mayo is that they're actually overachievers I've said that before that, that Mayo get the absolute most out of themselves and probably the way they can do that is by um by foot, by aiming the peak for championship, so Mayo don't put a massive importance on the league. I know they're missing the two O'Shea's. Uh, there's three O'Shea's on the panel, but they're missing Aidan and Seamus. I think th- this weekend. So the more they're missing, the merrier for Cavan because we 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 need the points. Um, I think Cavan showed enough in the first half against their own to suggest that they can live with any of these teams on their day uh, if they can cut out the mistakes that Matty Medlina talked about at length um, and can play for the full seventy minutes. That's a big ask. Um, they haven't produced it for 70 minutes this year anyway so far but I suppose Sunday would be the time to do it Ah, oh, look it'd, it'd be something else I think the, I think the bookies give Cavan no chance it's about 1-5 to um, Mayor about 1-5 to now bear in mind Cavan on the 21s last night started off at 1-7 to so that'll give you an idea like the bookies see it as a really one-sided game um, you know it's, it's just it's very hard to call I can't Cavan are better on the road I think Um their home form is bad their away form is better um, so there's probably more of a chance that we'd, we'd put up a f- performance away against Mayo than at home based on, on home and away form the last couple of years it's a bit of a stab in the dark Like I, I think there will be a kick in Cavan but uh, if they are to beat Mayo 
you know, it's a long time as we keep saying since Cavan beat a, a really top five team, like even in, even in league football. So that time has to break at some point. It has to come sometime, but um, you know, if it was to happen now, it'd probably be the shock of the league. People, someone said that Clare beating Cork was the shock of the league. Probably was, but I think this would nearly be a bigger one um, because Clare Clare did get to an All Ireland quarter final last year. Um, true. And Cork are kind of at a low ebb at the minute, so yeah, yeah, um, it's very true. All right, I when think I think this would be the shock of the season so far. But look at there has to be a shock every season. When you went up to Oma last weekend without Killian Clark, without Park Faulkner, without Shawnee Johnston, um, you know, injury updates on them lads. We, well, obviously Killian Clark is back available. His suspension is is finished, I, I believe, and Park Faulkner and Shawnee Johnston. It's still in the dark whether they're going to be available to play. Yeah, McLean said after the game the last day that that uh, Johnston he, Johnston was injured, but he mentioned that we have a game next Sunday at Casabar. I got the impression that he wasn't uh, definitely out last last Sunday, but they were kind of weighing things up and saying, "Look, we'll save him for Casabar. We'll we'll need everyone we can get there as well." So I I imagine going by that now, I might be reading too much into it, but imagine you might see Shawnee Johnston playing uh, Faulkner. I don't think I think they said a few weeks now for him. That he could even be out for the rest of the league, so big loss. Big loss, surely. Like he was probably Cavan's best player, um, closely followed by Conor Madden, who's probably been the best forward. Yeah, so far you're looking. The team will be uh, released tomorrow night, I presume, as normal. Uh, we'll have it first here on We Are Cavan. Usually about nine o'clock or half nine. If you get onto the We Are Cavan website, we'll, we'll and they're the sober. Yeah, and if you're sober, <laughs> because it is St Patrick's Day, of course. But. Um, Looking at it, put put the results hat on you. Do you see Cavan getting a result over in Castlebar? I I think um, no, I don't. To be honest, I'd love to say I'd love to say yes, but um, I think if Cavan had beaten Tyrone the last day, it would, would have given them such a confidence boost that they could have went on and beat Mayo, but they didn't see it through. And I think actually that will shatter confidence worse than a three or four point beating where you're kind of behind all the way. The fact that they got got into such a commanding position and collapsed you know every time a collapse happens it makes another collapse more likely because it's it's a mental thing like it's you'd hope it's a mental thing you'd hope it's not a physical thing because they should be as fit as anyone else and I know Mackie and McLean and totally dismissed any any suggestion that the team weren't fit fit enough you know of course they're fit but fair enough like, but they're not fit wouldn't enough wouldn't be hard <laughs> wouldn't be hard in fairness but yeah like, look at lack of fitness I don't think while it can't be thrown at the group in total I think when certain cogs within the chain might be slightly lacking fitness, then it brings down the groups overall. Like I don't think anybody could claim that Kean Mackey is fully match fit or that Niall Murray was fully match fit. Or Groves McKernan. Or Groves McKernan is fully match fit. So that's that's a fifth of your team that wouldn't be at a hundred percent yet. And maybe there's other issues within I've heard rumours of, of another two players who are playing through pain or her you know playing with little niggles that you know so if, if you take that them other two on top of that you're at a third of your team that aren't at 100% and therefore it's not a fitness thing but it's it it affects the fitness within the game so that's right you know, I, I don't think that it's something that you can say well look at the, they're not being trained well enough to be fit but they're just not at 100% fitness yeah c- coming back from injury and things like that yeah you're right and they're going to need to be because one thing about Mayo is they're extremely fit and they're very hard working I think they're a very honest hard working mm-hmm. bunch of players the Mayo players um, very resilient 
And I think from from talking to Owen Maguire, an interview I did with him a few weeks back, he was saying that some of these figures that you hear that the output physical GPS stats and stuff about Mayo is through the roof. Those boys are fit. They're setting new boundaries. Yeah, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. But look at Cavan in in dire need of two points or at minimum a point this weekend over in Castlebar. I'd imagine if you pick up no points at all. Um, and re- other results go against you, the chances are Cavan would be facing relegation after this weekend. So it's it's a do or die. It's championship, essentially. It's it's Cavan fighting for their lives in Division 1. You know, you always pull back to that, that favourite phrase of yours, whose need is greater. At this point, Paul, Cavan's need has to be greater than Mayo. Has to be, yeah, has to be. But our need was greater up in Omer last Sunday, but without a doubt, Tyrone were. Well, the, well, I'll, I'll flip that slightly on you because Tyrone were knowing that a win would put them top of the table. Like that's a that's a great desire. That's a need. Yeah, but would you rather? Who feels worse? You know, the, um, or who feels it stronger? The team who's safe, nothing to fear, but but can strive for a higher ground, or or the team that is really fighting for their lives. You know. Well, it's whose want is greater, maybe then. Maybe not whose need is greater. Cavan's yeah. need was greater, but Tyrone's want was more. Now you said it. Now this is turning into philosophy yeah, class. Is, <laughs> it often does with me and you, Paul. But oh, that's what Cheltenham does to you. Exactly, without a shadow of a doubt. Well, look, thanks very much, folks, for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast. Um, as we say, throw-in is at 2pm in Castlebar on Sunday for Cavan versus Mayo in the... Alliance National Football League. Cavan in desperate need of two points. Hopefully, this Sunday, they can pick them up. Looking for somewhere for a post-match point? To catch up on the crack and discuss the game? Why not call into Michael Mooney at the Sleeve Ross Bar, College Street in Cavan Town? The Sleeve Ross is famed for its warm, friendly atmosphere and great points. So drop into Michael and staff today. You won't be disappointed.